the janitor, the nicest man in the world. His name was Chuck. Totally cool guy. He was probably like my age now. He's probably like 35, 36. And a different teacher um, comes walking up, uh, Mrs. Schroeder. And uh, she goes, she takes one look at me, and I'm like, you know, tying the loop around the garbage can. And she's like, Mr. Pizza, you better get used to this because you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. You're going to be just like him and points at the janitor, the nicest guy in the world. So he, he humiliates both of us just like and we're like, I'm like, what? Fuck you, bitch. I got a podcast now. <laughs> I was actually, a, a, I convinced the vice principal to let me be a custodial assistant my senior year in high school, which the only time you see a kid with the custodian is if they are in big trouble. And that's for like a day or like half a day or whatever. And I was with that dude for, you know, two quarters. Wow. So everyone thought that I was just a fucking, like I killed cats. Or <laughs> like they all thought I was a total psycho. Psychopath, but the custodian would like he he'd bring me on he'd show me all the uh, roof access points oh, and right. stuff like that, and then he got fired and I stopped being a custodial assistant, but I still knew all the roof accent point access points. So, so you I would snipe kids. No, off I would straight anywhere. up. No, I would straight up throw yeah. garbage at the popular kids oh, from the roof. Awesome. It was yeah. great. He went to uh, Monta Vista. I was gonna ask. And they knew it was me. I, I went. Yeah, I went to Monta Vista for a couple years. Yeah. Yeah, it, what, it was what awful. Year, what years were you? Um, my brother went there. He was a piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> I graduated in 95. Okay. My brother graduated in 91. So he He's still a piece of shit. Yeah, absolutely. I graduated <laughs> in 92. I was 98. Okay. Dale LaSalle. Yeah. 98, Dale LaSalle. Yeah, I lived oh. in Danville, though, and then I moved to Concord the last two years of uh, high school. De La Salle. Yeah. We beat our butts in football every year. We beat everybody in football. We recruited kids from all over the world that were just monsters. Um, I didn't yeah. grow up in, in that No, the, area. those kids weren't rich. They were poor as hell, but they paid for those kids. To yeah, they got scholarships. Ball, yeah. I knew some of those giant Frankenstein-ass motherfuckers yeah. that got scholarships. But, I mean, I met them. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't last long in conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't grow up in that area until I was, like, 10. Oh, and okay. But uh, I, I grew up in the mountains, so our education level was, like, about six months behind. Oh. And so when I got here... I, I was way advanced in reading, which is weird because I'm dyslexic, but um, <laughs> I, I was like, I was in all the advanced reading things, but uh, yeah, it took a, a bit to get caught up and, and got fucked with relentlessly for a little while until one day I just pick a, picked a desk up up and threw it across the room nice. and no one ever fucked with me again I, after I, that. I have a very similar story. I have a very, very similar story in third grade at SRVCA. It was presidential fitness time when you had to... Wait, what, what makes fitness presidential? You can do like 20 pull-ups Right, and you have to do pull-ups and you have to do push-ups and you have to they do your stretching and they do all this stuff. And I was really good at stretching because I did ballet and stuff but I really didn't have any upper body strength and again at the time I was still a little chunky. So we're supposed to hold on to this bar with your hands toward you. Instead of your wrists toward you, you had to have your front of your hands toward you. And they put us up on this really high bar, and you're supposed to hold it. And, I mean, I didn't even last a second. And, and the whole group, I kept trying, and they're like, just give it up. And everybody's laughing at me. It all sucked. 
And then we went back in the room to change into our regular clothes again. And all the girls kept laughing at me and being mean and calling me names. And I just couldn't take it. And I had the same feeling that I have sometimes in my life now where I call everyone a cunt face. <laughs> where I just couldn't see anything. And I ran out the door. I screamed the fucking door. And I went out the back and I picked up a brick and I threw it through the goddamn window. Yeah. Awesome. Into yes. the room where all the girls yeah. were. Yeah. And it hit these folding chairs. <laughs> and it clamored and made all the stories. And I... I go, and I run back around into the room and I like stand there and all the girls are like freaking out. And then a little time later, a teacher comes in and goes, what happened? And I'm just standing there and no one said anything. Damn right. And I was like, and no one fucked with me really to my face ever again. (laughs) I know people fucked with me behind my back and I knew that all the time that that was happening. But from that point on, they really didn't like, Fuck with me, fuck with me. Yeah. Because I threw a brick through a window. Yeah, when <laughs> when they know you're like, uh, you have some adrenaline that's under there. Yeah. Yeah, they leave you. I had the nickname Psycho for a while. Oh, yeah, no. I, me wacko. In junior high, not in mm. high school. I did something but. similar. A couple of, uh, like two or three football players used to fuck with me all the time, constantly. It was always the three of them. And they like one time they put me in a garbage can, and another time they just, they'd humiliate me in front of my friends, and then... One of them was really mean one day, so um, I stalked and followed him for a while, and he went into like a room where they like store sports stuff. So there was nobody else around, so he was walking into the door, and I kicked him in the small of his back, and he like fell flat on his face, went into the room, tur- shut the door, and locked it, and then grabbed him by his shirt and like picked him up off the ground. I was like, I don't know who the fuck you think you are, but I will fucking kill you. Blah, blah, blah. And this dude was like... I don't know. He was like huge football player guy, right. you know, and he was just terrified, like shaking and shivering because he didn't have his little entourage with him. Sure. Yeah, you let out the crazy. Yeah. And you're good. I mean, this guy could have mauled me to death, but uh, yeah, no, I, I scared the living piss out of him. It, it, it was uh, it was one of my growing points. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt the same. I felt the same way. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's empowering. To fucking scare a rich person. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I love that today's fuck everything, fuck you is about fucking Danville in the fucking ass. Those yeah. fucking rich cunts. Have you been back there? It's I like get weirded Disneyland. out. It's, it's the only town that I freely weird. litter. I, I I rarely actually. I litter as much I as I can when I'm I, in If my parents like want to take me to dinner like once bridges? every couple months, no. Fuck. Uh, they Foz? can afford that. You want to go to Foz? They can afford a high tech burrito. <laughs> like they're not they're not that rich. Father, Father Nature's shed. I got to do comedy at. What? Dude, they, remember, do they I still have the candy shop? Do they got the candy shop there Not still? Anymore, no oh. candy shop. Now it's a restaurant. It's a mediocre restaurant. What? I was bummed. I loved that candy shop. I yeah. All the time when I was a kid. The gummy rat. They yeah, used to have no. these gummy rats. Yeah. And I'd always be like, God, I want one of those. But I never got them. I'd always get the little balls that were chocolate that had the liqueur inside. Oh, yeah. I have no idea why they would sell those to a child, but they, I think they had real liqueur. That was in Alamo, right? No, it was in no, Alamo. No, I never went there. It was walking distance from It was like you walked from the church down across the street. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I used to play shows at the Vets Hall. That was the, the Vets Hall was school. the first place a girl touched my dong. Wow. Yeah. There's never been a girl touching I, your dong. I think I went to my one. Just kidding. One you get mad action. High <laughs> five. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was, I was went to go see some band, the Struggle Buggies. 
at, I was uh, in that band for a minute. Yeah, you, you know who they are? No, yeah. I mean, I, I, I played with them. You were in that band? <laughs> no, no, I played like, no, I, I what I did is their, their guitar player quit. Yeah. And they were like, hey, you want to fill in and or be our new guitar player? And I was like, okay. And I, I went to their rehearsal and they're like, you're too weird. And they wouldn't let me in. The they band. played a parking garage and I punched a guy in the head and broke my wrist. Wait, was he, was he in the band? No, no, no. Some guy. Oh, that would have been great. No, no. So there was a dog pile, and some guy punched me, and then I, like I like freaked out and like paced around for like twenty minutes, and then I just punched him in the back of the head and ran away, and I broke my wrist. And one of the guys in the band found out about it, and they hand wrote me a letter. They asked me for my address. Hand wrote me a letter with like a drawn picture. They like drew a neat picture, like one of the guys could draw. I might still have it somewhere. Was it Avi, Scotty, or Derek? Derek. He's a nice dude. Yeah, they were really—they were like, "Oh my god, we can't believe you broke your wrist in a fight at our show." But like, they played like a parking garage in Walnut Creek. Oh, like, they, I thought they were the coolest band ever. I saw them like five times when I was a kid. I'd have, I'd have my mom drop me off, and I'd go <laughs> see the Struggle Buggies. They actually <laughs> used to be like the butt of every band I was in's joke. Oh, I can still totally see why. I was great friends with them. I knew them, but like every band I was Dude, ever in, they're like packed, man. Yeah, they were popular, but they were just playing like fucking rockabilly shit like all, all that was yeah. popu- popular at the time hey, but man, it was about the music man yeah it was all about the it was all about crappy the music, music. You, no we, we just in in danville no yeah <laughs> Well, we have the well, Walnut Festival. They, well, they, okay, they, they would like Devil bo- Mountain bo- Run. Yo, tell us that story. How I won the Devil Mountain Run. Yeah, but the, the whole thing with your with your school. And, oh, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. So, I ran track and cross country when I was in uh, high school uh, because I'm better at singular sports. Uh, anyways, I there I was on track and cross country, and our coach was this guy named Jerry Garrity, and he was. He was 36 at the time, and he kept professing, I'm a virgin. I've never had sex. And he was very Christian and talked about it. And he liked to hang out with all the guys, you know, all the time and during the summers. Okay, anyways. That's super creepy. He's super creepy, like, shaving his legs all the time. I'm bike. I bike. I need to shave my legs because of the wind resistance. He's that <laughs> got to bike off all that guy. jizz. <laughs> <laughs> so he and I never really got along. Uh, and... I my I had two best friends. One of them I'm still best friends with. Her name is uh, she was Katie Rowe then. Now she's Katie Fields. She's a doctor. She's oh lady. she's a nice lady. Nice minute. nice lady. She yeah. could run a 440 in like 54 seconds. Very very fast. No idea what that means. Uh, it's one numbers. lap. It's, she's very 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 fast in high school. And our other friend Julie Jenkins was a high jumper and she could jump like five seven and she was this tiny little twig and she was darling. And we had this track meet where we were like already ahead in points and but she didn't. Julie didn't really need to win this jump and she'd already sort of won and we knew it didn't it didn't matter was the point but she was hurt and the coach wanted her to jump again for this stupid reason and i i took offense with it i was like my friend is hurt she's done enough don't make her jump she doesn't want to jump don't make her jump and he was like she's gonna jump she needs to learn of the so i end up having like it could have been a, turned into a fist fight if he would have turned it that way. But we fought. in. There was this big track meet in front of both teams in the center of the track. And ev- everyone could see and hear because we were both yelling really, really loudly at each other. And I was just adamant that my friend was not going to jump. And he was like, I am the coach of this team. You don't tell me what to do. From the outside, I'm sure people are like, what is this 36-year-old man yelling at this 17-year-old girl for? Like, what is this power struggle about? And really, it was about my friend. So anyways, he says, you're off the team. Get out of here. And I'm like, all right. 
and I get my shit and I go. And I'm like, all right, I'm off the team. So I decide that the Devil Mountain Run is coming up, which, as you know, it's a 6.2. It's a 10K race in Danville. It happens every year. And I'm 17, so I'm at, like, the top of my age range of, like, 14 to 17, right? That's my age group I'd be running in. And I say to myself, I'm going to win the fucking Devil Mountain Run because I'm, I'm a two-mile runner for... Right, all right, House of Pride Radio here, coming at you live from San Francisco. Oh, oh, right, Yes, you forgot. Hey, <laughs> now that's oh, funny. Oh, right, I thought you were someone else. I'm so sorry. I no, that's okay, I Judy. I, I'm all about, I love the humor. You, because uh, I. <laughs> oh, my God. I am doing this show tomorrow night, um, and the guy has the same name as you. Um, Michael? <laughs> Tweeka. I thought you said Mika. I thought you said uh, Mika, and his name's Micah. And I was like, oh, no, his name's Micah. And I was like, oh, why is he calling me? And now I forgot that I had. All right, whatever. I, I'm just discombobulated because I have COVID brain, even though I never had COVID. Okay. It's by osmosis living in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, are you still in the city? I'm actually in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Oh, my God, my favorite town. I love Provincetown. Yeah, so I escaped here, right? Uh-huh. And then I um, went back to boat in November, and I'm back again. I mean, I, ha- I bought a house here in 1994, and uh, thank God. Yeah, that's a good time to buy it. Are I you on Commercial Street? No, I'm not going to. No, I'm, right, <laughs> I'm off of Commercial. I'm in the West End in a quiet area. Oh, yes, that is a nice area. Uh, what yeah. what one of the best places to be, I think, in the world is Province. Ever, ever, and in the entire world. Absolutely. absolutely right. Um, I saw you on a TV show a few years back, and you were living in a in a an apartment in New York City, and somebody converted yes. your bedroom into an office. <laughs> right. So here's what happened. Uh, that was Celebrity Wife Block, and that lasted. How long did that last? I don't know. Two weeks. It's, now my my desk is now back in the living room, but uh, one of my ki- my kids have moved out, so um, I'm 
going back to, you know. You have, you have more space. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was but thinking, yeah. like, uh, it looked really nice initially, but, like, who wants to, like, put the bed up and put it down every day? Oh, my God. I oh, my God, I know. <laughs> I don't know how people with Murphy beds do that. You know, like, there are people who put their bed up, and I'm like, no, I can't even, you know, you're, it's such a pain. It's like, I don't even want to make my bed, let alone, like, put it away and open a bookshelf, and you know? And it has to be tidy. Like, where where do you put your pillows? Well, oh, that's right, yeah. You have to get a and you have to get a like a this mattress that is only a certain amount of inches thick. Oh, um, like six. And, it, it, and if you want a really good one, they're really expensive because it it has to do everything. It has to be a box spring. It has to be a mattress. It has to be everything. So it has yeah, to bend it over. Was, it was expensioni. But, um, yeah, we still sleep in it, but we never put it up. But it's like a little cave. It has little lights above it. It's kind of cozy. That's cute. little LED yeah. situation going on. Oh, I like yeah. that. So um, I know uh, we got to get into why I'm calling you today here from San Francisco because our, our mutual – Because you just wanted to say hi. Yeah. I, you know, I, <laughs> I've always been a fan since Celebrity Wife Swap, and I, you know, oh. I've always wanted to follow up on the Murphy bed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, our mutual friend Lisa is facilitating producing. Lisa <laughs> is producing <laughs> the 28th annual Kung Fao Koja Comedy this year. That's me. It, yes, and you you are headlining it. How do you feel about that? Well, I feel good. It's my fourth time, I think. I think oh. it's my fourth time. All right. Yeah. I think I, I it's like when you host Saturday Night Live. Like five times, you get a little jacket. So okay. I should get a, I should get chopsticks or something for this. A, a little, a, yes, yeah. a, a snack bag. Yeah, a fortune cookie. <laughs> right, a fortune cookie, uh, a big yeah. one, a big one though, not just yeah, your average. Like a one solid gold with diamonds. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh huh. To match your last name, a golden yeah, fortune exactly. cookie. I'm down with the. Yeah. You know, you deserve it, and maybe it should be like on a plaque as well. To go with your yeah. two, to go with your Emmy awards. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I can put, I'll put it right up there. Yep. So Judy, this is um, it's different this year. Obviously, it's going to be uh online, virtual. Um, have you done uh, some shows virtually already? Uh, I've done a bunch of them. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I've done a bunch, and I actually set it up like a comedy club because. You know, I, I've noticed some comics will sit down and just do their act. And it's like, no, I need to fake that I'm in a comedy club, and I do it. So I, I have a mic, I have my stool, I have my light, I have, you know, yeah. And I, it's, all right, it's not the same, but it's not horrible. No, I, I, you know, I've found that it's actually, for some things, better. Uh, like when I do, um, when I hire my engineer when we make music. We're doing it virtually now, and it's it's actually right. more convenient. But uh, right. I think if you set up the, uh, you know, the show like um, a virtual show with the stage and the mic and some you know spotlights or whatever you're gonna do, yeah, I think people will get into the groove. It sounds fun. Yeah, they do, and I can you know I can kind of do crowd work if you know when if I'm in gallery and I can see all the people and I mean it's just weird with the timing if if they mute them. I've done shows where I can't even hear anyone laughing. It's so annoying. Oh, that's right. So how how do you have like a a laugh box that you push when you? No, need? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I did a show in Israel, and 
Um, I wasn't in Israel. I was in my house and, and um, in my apartment. And uh, I noticed one person that would, you know, they were all muted, but I, I would uh, watch one person who laughed, um, and she would go, and she would go, um, she would lean forward, then lean back, and, um, wait, wait, she'd lean her head back, go forward, and then sit up. And when she sit, sat up, that's, like, that's when I knew that I should start my next show. So I focus on one person laughing, and then I can tell. Yeah, you you can't actually hear them laughing. You, it's just kind of like silent laughter. Right. Oh, that's a trick. Exactly. That's a trick. I can tell by the body language. Yeah. Yeah, because do comedians feed off of you know people's body oh language? Oh my god! Absolutely, yeah. and every audience laughs differently. Um. So you kind of get in a rhythm, but you, you know it takes a few the first few minutes to see what the audience is like and how they laugh, and that sort of tells you when you start your next joke and what which material you want to do and yeah. So it's that's hard to determine when you're on a Zoom set. Yeah, more visual. You have to like really look at what people yeah. are doing, uh, and hopefully have a big monitor. Yeah. That that would help. Um, yeah. And all, it would help to have people in the audience. But do you have some, like, family like members? Uh, yeah. Will family members be kind of hanging around, like, um, on Co on the Colbert Report? His wife hangs out with him? I do get, um, yeah, Elisa, my lover. Uh, hey, Lisa. She is the she's the best laugher. Mm -hmm. So she's there sometimes. My son has been there. Um, does, yeah. he ha does he have a good laugh, too? Does it run in the family? Um, they don't think I'm funny, my son. So, um, <laughs> I think that came out a little bit on the on the celebrity. Yeah, so, yeah. No. <laughs> and now that they're older, they really don't think I'm funny. So, uh, you know, it's the driving wheel. <laughs> you know what's funny is that they think they're funny. <laughs> they think they're funny, and they don't think I'm funny. And so the joke joke could be on them. They don't know it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but uh, so just to reiterate, folks listening to us, we've got uh, Judy Goldhead lighting the um, Kung Pao Koja Comedy uh, 28th year this year. And that's going to be two days, actually. Oh, no, let's see. Three days. Thursday three through days. Saturday. Yeah. Uh, that's December 24th through the 26th, folks. And yep. um, where can people go to actually start buying those tickets to secure a, 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 a spot in the room? Um, I think there's a link on my website, judygold.com, but I have, it's all on my social media. Um, and that's a really good question. Thanks for asking it. I have no idea, but <laughs> I guess it's under Kung Pao, K-U-N-G-P-A-O, social comedy. But I definitely have a link on my, you know, Instagram or, or Twitter. Yeah. And I'm at, I'm at Judy, because I'm a Jew. <laughs> yes, everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. By now, it's yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not like a hide it. No, yeah. no. And uh, uh, I just, I was just listening to you on iTunes. I was like, I wonder if Judy ever put her comedy words to music, you know, to like a, a disco beat or something. I have done it. Oh wait, <laughs> guess what? Lisa Godoldig just texted me. It's koshercomedy.com. Koshercomedy.com. How I didn't know that Lisa would be listening. <laughs> yes, it's koshercomedy.com. I love it. Shout out to and Lisa. And you can hey, buy Lisa. tickets 
<laughs> you cannot buy tickets if you're eating a um, cheeseburger or shellfish or pork. Oh, so just a couple prerequisites. Get it? <laughs> yeah. What All is right, what's kosher these days? Uh, potato pancakes. Well, latkes, yeah. Mm. Um, which I'm actually going to make tomorrow night for the last night of Hanukkah. Look, you know the rules never change. They've been around for thousands of years. They're not going anywhere. That's right. Uh, well, happy Hanukkah. There's like two days left. Uh, yes. Have you been able to celebrate it the right way this year? Yeah, here's how I celebrated it. By myself, in my house, lighting the menorah with my kids on FaceTime and Elisa on FaceTime. But now Elisa's with me. In P-Town. And, uh, yeah. So. That's romantic, Judy. You're in P-Town yeah. with your lover. Uh, and my there's two lover! Yes. Yeah. And there's two days left of Hanukkah. Yep. Um, and you're probably right. like two of, I would say, 17 people in the town this year. <laughs> you know what? You'd be shocked to know that there are a lot of people here, and the school has like 50 new kids um, because people left the the city. Oh, that's and right. And they're living in Truro. They're all living on the Cape, and um, a lot of the restaurants are still open, and they deliver, but um, or you know you get takeout. But yeah, there's still stuff going on here. You know that Crazy. makes a lot of sense. My mom is in East Hampton, Long Island, and everyone from New York went out there. So it's like right, still busy. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, fancy, fancy. Oh no, it's there's a mm-hmm. lot of like local yokels out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, hey, so I was curious. Uh, you've been in the business a long time and such a pro. And so when something like you know a once in a lifetime pandemic hits the world, how do you find inspiration to write new material? Well, the one thing about it is that we're all in the same boat. So there's so much to talk about it, uh, to talk about, you know, the pandemic and the way we're living now. You know, um, of course, the, the death and the sickness and the, and, and the losses, it, it's not funny. But the fact that, you know, <laughs> we're sitting at home um, – not doing anything it's like the perfect palette that everyone's in the same boat yeah so there you go that's that would be like a start not a cruise (laughs) they're not on the same cruise not on the love boat boat. yeah yeah yeah. uh yeah and then we're we're also all eating more and stuff like that yeah exactly so yeah yeah, i can see where there's material will you be debuting some of that this uh uh yes i will be oh how exciting i'm not telling you what i'm talking about (laughs) it's a big surprise for the jews yeah (laughs) Yes, you gotta you gotta surprise us. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, folks, you gotta go and get those uh, reservations ASAP, um, and uh, w- it's gonna be a party. Uh, you're it's gonna be such a good show. It's Lisa Godoldig and Alex Edelman and me. It's gonna be really fun. Oh my God! And it's, they're it's selling tickets like latkes. Yeah. Like latkes. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, like hotcakes, but I said latkes. Uh, yeah, they're selling. <laughs> It's doing well. People are done. You know, people need to laugh. Oh, my it's God, Judy. Like, I need to laugh. Oh, yes. Right. It's, it's just, you know, it's yeah. fun. And, and it's the perfect night for it. And, you know, there's so many people who are going to be by themselves or, you know, not with their family. And it's just the perfect thing to do, you know, to yeah. sit and laugh with other people on the computer. Yeah, I would I would think Provincetown's a good place to really start writing new jokes and and drawing. Yeah, yeah, 
Is it, it's a, it has like a magical kind of yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, it is magic here. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I, I was curious to know is like because of all the turmoil in politics, you know, with Trump and the Republicans and the Democrats and all that. It what? Was There's turmoil? <laughs> I mean, Wait, unless what? I'm going crazy, and I want to say that there is a, there's a fair chance I am at the moment, but uh, has it influenced yeah. you um, as Oh, well? my God, yes. <laughs> of course. I mean, look, there are certain gigs that I know not to bring it up, you know. Uh, but when I'm at my home club or when I'm – it's my show, uh, of course. I can't. Keep my mouth shut. I, I, <laughs> look, look what he's done, and look what he says, and you know, it's just, ugh, whatever. Yeah, of course. I know. Sometimes you, know, you don't even have to write a joke; it just comes out of his mouth. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, comics are social commentators, and you know, you can't ignore what's going on in the world. I have to say, this year more than ever, we need uh, comics to really uh, be, right. you know, be the medicine, that, you know, for folks to. Uh, Feel, feel, I guess, uplifted and, you know, good. And, yeah. You know, that's the art form. Exactly. Yeah. So Judy's Judy's in the house, folks. Uh, for the 28th uh, edition of Kung Fu Pao Kosher Comedy. So uh, you know how to get your tickets. Um, Judy, oh, my God, what an honor it is to have a little bit of time with you. I want to invite you back oh, to thank house, you. house of Pride Radio in the future, uh, maybe next year, or whenever you like to PR something. Tweaker is here for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, the one and only Miss Judy Gold, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, and you take care oh, now. Oh, thank you. Be well. <laughs> you too. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right, all right, we're coming back with two musical guests, one from New York City, Jason Walker, and then a new artist from Miami, Amy, who has a hit on her hand. So don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back with more.
All right, all right. House of Pride Radio coming at you live from San Francisco. Got some beats in the house, and we have a new artist on the scene with us. Uh, hello, can you hear me? Yes, hi. Hi, it's the one and only uh, Ani. Am I pronouncing your name right? Yes, it's Ani. Ani, fabulous. And w- you are based in Miami. Um, yes, right now I'm at Miami. One of my favorite cities. I have lots of uh, cousins there in uh, da- uh, Dade County in Miami. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah. A bunch of my cousins are up in New York. I'm just living it over there. Oh, they're getting a snowstorm so right now, I think. <laughs> my mom, my mom's in New York, and she said it's going to be snowing tonight, so hopefully it won't be too crazy, but not in Miami, huh? <laughs> nope, just getting some cold weather here and there. Uh, it's been getting windy, especially, but it's been around, like, the low 80s, um, like, 70s. It's really nice. Awesome. So, say, Frank introduced me to you and your brand and your music, and I it's the first time I, I love discovering new artists. Um, not to say that you, you are new. You could have been around for years. I want to hear a little bit about your story. Would you mind sharing that with us? Yes, I'd love to. Well, um, my love for music and everything started out. I actually lived in Maui. So, I actually want... <laughs> My two mods, they were really wanting me to be a softball player, but I switched in the mitten for the microphone Naboa. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> it's just going, like, into California and just hustling it out there. And over the time, I've been um, a multi-instrumentalist with being playing congas, piano, guitar, bass, and just, like, doing that with my music. And I fell in love with dance and Latin. So um, I, did a bu- I did a couple of songs here and there with... My first one being Dance the Night Away and had another one, Confession. And then I was super excited to bring out Living for Today. Yes, that's the new one. Uh, I see it on a lot of the record pools uh, doing well. And on our chart, too, it, it debuted at number 19. So congratulations. We're going to we're gonna uh, debut that here and play it for folks. Um, ah, nice. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, congratulations. It's a great song. Um did you study music in school, in high school? Well, I mean, over the times in school, I mean, being from middle school, high school, I was just learning from my um, private lessons with my teachers. But um, over when I was in college, I want to say 17 and going up, um, I did go, I was a part of um, Pasadena City College. And I did a couple of musician stuff here and there. And then um, coming to UM, I mean, I've been like gandering a little bit on the percussion, especially here. Oh, awesome. So for uh, Living for Today, did you contribute a lot to the uh, instrumental structure of the song? Yeah, for sure. Oh, awesome. Uh, we've got we've got a few remixes. I know Dirty Disco's on it, on there as a remixer. Uh, they're friends of mine. Um, but uh, Oh, and Club Jumpers. Oh, okay. And uh, there's a couple of other cats, too. Uh, can you name them? Yeah, we have um, Robert Ivoff. Loved Dirty Discos, and my favorite one was Club Jumpers. Oh, I just listened to that over and over again. <laughs> awesome. I want to uh, play a couple of these mixes. Uh, I see you're on Kings of Spin right now in the top 20. Congratulations. Uh, so much. Yeah, and I saw you. Where else did I see you just today? Um, oh, on a Mass Record Pool, which is a, um, a record pool out of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Award winning. <laughs> yeah, doing good. Uh, 
So, I mean, things are a little weird this year with the COVID-19. I mean, even Billboard Club Chart is closed down. It's been for a few months. And, you know, I reckon it's hard to get, you know, live gigs. What have you been doing to compensate? Have you been doing anything virtually? Yes, for sure. Everything. I was supposed to be um, performing at parades and um, private shows, but right when lockdown happened, I mean, I had to just switch the whole game for me. So I automatically did live um, Facebook live shows and Instagram is also. So I've been doing that for a while and then um, songwriting and um, just working on a bunch of songs, especially getting ready for an EP with all these songs coming up. <laughs> Absolutely. What a great time to be creative when right. everyone's forced to, you know, Hunk it down, uh, absolutely. So that'll be exciting to hear new material coming out in the future. For the time being, I'm, I'm all about living for today. We're living for today right here in the moment. Um, <laughs> where can folks go to, to uh, follow you? Yeah, they can follow me on my social media. Um, I'm on Facebook, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok recently. Um, it's all under Ani Sings One, which is A-N-I. S-I-N-G-S, and the number one, <laughs> all together. No caps. No caps, okay. Uh, and Ani is such an easy name to remember. Uh, and that's it. That one will stick in everyone's head. Folks, you have to go, if you haven't heard the music, check it out. Are you on most of the digital platforms? Yeah, I'm on Spotify, and um, I believe Apple Music just got on too. Yeah, Apple, I think Apple Music's the new big thing. It used to be like iTunes, but I every time I release something and it always ends up on Apple Music. <laughs> right? I thought the same thing too. Yeah, and then Spotify is real big and then there's a bunch of other ones. I mean, YouTube is even getting bigger now. Yeah, especially YouTube Music. Yeah, so lots of places folks can go to listen to the mixes. Jeez, uh, I don't know which one to play first. Uh, did you, you say you like the Club Jumpers one? Yeah, that one was my favorite. <laughs> hey, don't go anywhere. Let's have a little sample and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more if you have time. Sure. All right. I'm up all night. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, it's living for today. Uh, the Club Jumpers radio edit, folks. Let's check this out. Time is ticking down. Four, three, two, one. Another day arrives, but soon it's gone. Sick of wasting my time, freaking out about what's getting me down. Time to live for right now. Dancing on the rooftop, waiting for the beat to drop. Tonight I'm gonna slow it down. Put that song on replay, let my worries fade away. Tonight I'm gonna make it count. Let's go from the floor to the ceiling. We don't care cause we're high on the ceiling. Tomorrow's too far away and we lost yesterday. So right now, right now, we're living for Yeah, no denying they put their stamp on that. That's an awesome energy in their mix. Oh, yeah. Once I got to catch my breath, I was dancing a bunch during that. <laughs> um, so living for today, you, you wrote this, the, the song. Uh, were you drawing on, on uh, what's going on with the lockdown and COVID and all that? Was it coming from a different source? Um, oh, for sure. When it came to quarantine, I mean, with everything going on, time keeps slipping away, and I just realized we'll miss out if we don't live for today, so... 
writing that song, oh, I got feels with it. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and that's what artists do, folks. They, you know, the, they take in and then give back to us. Uh, let's have a listen to the uh, Dirty D Disco Studio 54 remix. Uh, Love it. They always have a long intro, so I'm going to just skip a little bit ahead. Uh, here we go. Okay. Let's see. Is it buffering? I don't hear anything. Oh, well, I must have a shabby connection because it's, it's not playing that one. Let's oh, see. no. Here is, um, okay, here is the DJ Allen Trippy House Mix. Oh, nice one. Yeah, I, I already love it. Let's turn it up. Oh my God, that's such a hot mix. I love that one, too. <laughs> I know. It's really trippy, but that's what's up with this remix. It's, it's totally different with one. Yeah, and that's what you want in an EP. Uh, you want different flavors to appeal you know, to different types of people who listen to different types of dance music. Uh, so everything's sounding uh, great. So I'm going to um, gonna go out with uh, the Dirty Disco one. I downloaded it. Put it on. Oh, okay, this is the one I, I this is the one I really want to hear in clubs, nightclubs yeah. one day. Yeah. Hey, um, I wonder if are you on the? Did I notice that you were actually crossing over on Billboard uh, charts? Yes. Tell I actually was um top fifteen, I think last year. Yeah. That's awesome. How now? Is Frank been your uh guy or 
have you been collaborating with? Tell us a little about how you started getting onto the charts and all that. Well, for um, the beginning, my first song, Dance the Night Away in Confession, was with um, Robert Ibox. So I teamed up with him, and he did the production, and I got the brains of that. <laughs> um, when it came to that, oh, my God, it was just magic when those songs came out. And then knowing that they hit the charts, it was just amazing. And then seeing it on the newsstands of the Billboard magazine, oh! I know. I hope you, like, framed something. <laughs> Uh, and a special thanks to, like, David Longoria and Frank, because they were the ones that really pushed this out and made this, like, a huge success. Um, this is so exciting. So have you um, have you toured a little bit and performed uh, before we had to shut everything down? Oh, well, I was about to <laughs> until everything shut down. But, of course, when it came to um, – the earlier songs, yes, I was going nightclub to nightclub, but at that time I was underage. So, um, but now that I'm 21, <laughs> it was like, yes, it's nightclubs, but oh darn. <laughs> now they're not even open. Uh, <laughs> gotta, but patience is a virtue. Uh, what? Get, before we let you go, what is one good performance memory you've had at, at a, a particular club? Oh my, um, this was actually a huge dream of mine. It was. Um, my first debut of Confession was at the Abbey in West Hollywood, and I remember my mom's taking me to the Abbey when I was little, not knowing what was going on with the with the church and the crosses <laughs> happening in there. But oh my God, the debut night—it um, was amazing. I had ba like backup dancers, and I was just like fulfilling that fantasy. Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, that sounds so exciting. Wow. And I hope they do get back on business because I miss that place. And they had the best virgin mojitos. Oh, I know. I, Jeez, I, I, I just <laughs> saw them on the news that they were, like most uh, establishments, having some difficulty staying afloat. But, I mean, the Abbey is such an iconic place. I hope uh, they figure out a way to stay part of our community. Yes. Um, but, listen, I want to say congratulations um, on your on your new success and your past successes. And, um Thank you so much for your time and coming on House of Pride Radio. Please come back again uh, in the future uh, whenever you'd like to uh, drop a new song with us. We'd love to hear it. Yes, for sure. And I just want to say thank you guys so much for your support um, for Living for Today. I mean, it truly made my holiday so much brighter. <laughs> Living for Today is out, folks, now, everywhere. And you have to go and support your artists. Go and download uh, Living for Today. There's all these, like we just sampled, all these amazing mixes to choose from. Uh, and uh, what, is, again, is the best place for folks to follow you? Yeah, so you can find my socials um, practically on any um, social media platform on Ani Sings One, A-N-I-S-I-N-G-S, the number one. <laughs> Altogether, no caps. There you have it. Ani, thank you. It's been a pleasure uh, meeting you, and uh, do come back, okay? Yes, for sure. Take a turner. All right. Happy holidays. Take happy care. Happy holidays and a happy new year. Oh, thank you. All right, we're going out with a Living for Today Dirty Disco Remix.
All right, House of Pride, we're moving along fast tonight. Listening to Living For Today, Ani, Disco, Dirty Disco Remix. We're back, though, now with uh, Jason Walker. I think he can hear us. He's from New York there in the snowstorm. Can you hear us? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's really coming down. Oh, it is. It's it started, huh? Oh, it's a blizzard outside. Did you run around a little bit and do, like, angels in the snow yet? No, uh, we actually took the dog out, and she ran in because, you know, there's no one on them. So that was fun. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a blizzard. Where, where are you, in Brooklyn? Yeah, we're in Brooklyn. All right. I remember these, like, winter blizzard snowstorms. Uh, it's been a while, but I, I have memories of some. And in the beginning, it's nice until you have to, like, drive or something through it in the next day. Yeah, it's <laughs> cute for a minute, and then you want it to, you know, go away. Yeah. But I want snow for Christmas, and then I want it to be hot again. <laughs> you have to go to Palm Springs or something. <laughs> go to, I know. Come I on know. out. Come out. Come, go west, young man. I mean, I'm in the wrong state. <laughs> You got to get out of New York. Do something this winter. Come January. I know. Uh, everyone's going crazy. Not you, though. You may be going crazy, but you're also producing music. It's like one project after another. We just uh, had, yeah, uh, st been, was it Stronger? Busy. Yeah. Um, all right. So the new project is another Georgie Porgy um, collaboration. Um, although, I, how many times? I feel like you and Georgie are, are new this collaborators. This is the first time we work together. All right. All right, tell us how this happened. How did this come to be? Well, um, I've known I've known Georgie for a long time. Um, as I, I'm a fan, and we've always been really, really cool with each other. Um, but we saw each other at ADE last year, and I had, I was at, a, I was at, I think it was the, I think it was the either the Beatport or the Track Source party. I was with. Um, Anaya and Ultra, and I ran into him, and I said, you know, I have some music, you know, maybe you want to listen to it, maybe we could work together, and that's how it started, and he um, he sent me a song, and we wrote it together, and I went to Chicago to record it um, in the summer, and it's finally uh, coming out. And I'm super happy with it, and it's been it's it's been a really great experience thus far. Like I love working with him. It's just it's so organic, and it just flows. And being in the studio was was lovely, and he's a, a fucking wonderful producer and writer, and he runs all the machines. And he's not one of those folks that has to call 15 people to you know, turn something on. He yeah. does it all himself, which is great. Hands on. Uh, but so far, it's been really, really great. I, I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, you know, you're really working with some amazing freaking producers in your in your repertoire. Yeah, <laughs> it's been it's been really it's been really good. I'm trying to stay busy. Yeah, um, it's great for us. We get to hear new music. It's on my chart. It's on the Pride Top 20. It's moved up uh, to number 10. Knocking. Not number twin, that's not even a number. Uh, number 12, but it's knocking at <laughs> the top 10 <laughs> door. That's so funny. Oh my god, there should be like a top twin countdown. 
Yeah, that should be that should be a number. It's in the top twenty. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Give nobody. An, <laughs> you should do a blog. Tweak this top twenty. Right, and not even explain it. Just do. It. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so we have. I have in front of me. So you're on a couple of different charts right now. I'm looking at Kings of Spin. You're doing well there, top five. Congratulations. Yeah, it's been nice. It's been nice. Yeah, I was track just source has been really good to us, and mm-hmm. Kings has been really good to us. So I'm 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 happy so far. People have been saying some nice things. Uh, we have some we have some really great remixes that are going to come out in January from from Strobe and from David Morales. Oh which wow! Is, they're just wonderful. They're wonderful. Oh cool! So this is just part one. Uh, there's uh like four or five. Oh yeah, this is part now. one. Mm-hmm. This is part one. We're going to shoot a video. Um, after the first of the year, but we wanted to get something. We wanted to get it out. Yeah. And the mix that Georgie, um, the mixes that he put out, there, he really like he put his foot in it. They're <laughs> all really fabulous. Did. Which one are you gravitating, grooving to the most right now? Do you think? I the Jack and House is 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 my cut. I That's he yours. really yeah. took it over for the top there. Let's see if we can uh, sample it just. It was great uh, because Glenn Frisha worked with him on one of the remixes, which is lovely. And I think, I, yeah, that one's out now. But the Jack and House is mine. It's it's my favorite. Let's have a yeah. quick listen. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll we'll come back to you. Uh, just uh, checking out. Uh, okay. Uh, Georgie's Jack and House mix, folks. Here. Um, let's see if I can get it to go. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't work. <laughs>
Oh my fucking god, I love that. That's amazing. Nice, right? Uh, better than nice, like just top notch all around production. The 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 yeah, you yeah. know the slow building foundation intro, you know just it's it's amazing. It's one one of the best. You know, it that is good house music. Like it does that is like yes, it top is. shelf, baby. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm and the message it. of the song, you guys collaborated on that. You wrote that, giving your love all, yes. all to you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I feel like there's some sadness coming down as the song progresses. It's like, was it rip, replicated? The love. What's that? Was the in the storyline was the love replicated back, or was it just one sided? Oh yeah, I ended up marrying the guy. Oh, it's a love song. Oh, I I was <laughs> I was worried. I was like, oh, I gave all my love to you, but I didn't get anything back. Uh -huh. No, 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 no. It it, it was given back. <laughs> <laughs> I I'd say if you're you're wearing the a ring. <laughs> yes. Oh <laughs> uh, lordy, what song did you play at your wedding? Did you play this one? <laughs> no, no. I I we when did we get married? We got married in 2013. Oh, jeez. Okay. Wrote this one in the yeah. So it was it was symptomatic. Absolutely. Good stuff. Wow. I'm impressed. I'm feeling it. So, geez, I wish we could, you know, have big parties and dance. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, um, hopefully soon. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this coming year. I, I have to believe that's going to happen because if I, if I let myself feel like this is going to prolong, then it's just, uh, it takes you to a weird place. Oh, I know. It's a lot. It's so a lot on I, everyone. I believe we're going to come out of this. Yeah. Well, what have you been doing? Have Have you traveled to Chicago in the? Let's see. We're like ten months. I in. went to I went to Chicago in, I think it was in June. Oh, okay. I went to Chicago. Um, I flew. It was. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> Honestly, at that particular time, there wasn't a lot of social distancing on the plane, um, but the airports were empty. Oh, the airports were empty, so but the planes were packed. And it was a, it was a, it was a, a just a, like a, a, a two-day trip. Um, but then everything else was done remotely, and that's I think that's the only time that I've I did one other show. In um in the fall, that was out of state. But since then, there's there's been nothing. Everybody's shows have been canceled. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's Facebook living and getting on Instagram, and that's like there's there's not a stage that's that's. Uh, Listen, honey, I I fear you. My whole DJ career on the my on the cruise boat is you know on hiatus for. You know. Yeah, everybody's everybody's uh, pressed pause for yeah. the moment. Yes, it's weird. It's a weird, very surreal. I'm trying to produce more too. Well, I have. I've been producing more too. So, I mean, th you know, there there's different places you can take your creative energy. Um, but totally, totally, you can you can you can still write. You can still record. You can still um, you can make content. But I don't know. It's some people are able to 
to write through it. Um, I don't know. It's just it's it's such it's such a weird time. It's it, everything feels so strange, and it's it's when you get those creative moments. It's kind of hard not to write about how depressed you feel <laughs> because of the the state of the world. But um, but if you're able to create things and and get them out, more people have time to listen now than they probably ever have because a lot of people are working from home, and you know some people aren't working who. I know I have friends who aren't working that are hopefully they'll be working soon, but everybody has, you know, they're either listening to a playlist or they have some kind of um, podcast on that people have time to listen now. So it really is a good time to release things if you have stuff to release. So it's, it's, it's strange how like the, the different sides of the coin are with respect to where we are right now with the pandemic. Yeah, uh, well, you you and uh, Georgie definitely hit all the right places on uh, All To You, folks. This is one you want to uh, add to your playlist for sure. Um, yes, check it out. I think you'll like it. I'm sure they'll like it. Yes, I coming highly recommended from House of Pride Radio. Uh, is it basically available at all digital digital platforms? Where would you recommend folks to go? Yes, it's all, all, all digital digital outlets. Um, I don't believe it's on streaming services yet. That's going to be uh, sometime in January, but it's on iTunes, it's on uh, Apple Music, Amazon, Pandora, no, Pandora? No, Pandora Streaming. Um, Beatport, TrackSource, I think I said that. Yeah. Yeah, anywhere you can buy music, it's there. Streaming will be in January. Awesome, and this is just part one, folks. <laughs> oh yeah, this is part one. There's a lot more to come. There's a lot more to come um, after the first of the year, so yeah. it's it's going to be around for a minute. Awesome. I think you guys make a great team. Uh, I've always admired George. So do I. Thank per- you for saying that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good fit, and um, I love you and Tony too. You know, we've had you on the show together, uh, and yes, I just think as an artist, my is, baby. yeah, it's good to like um, collaborate with other artists. You know, because. Um, because of yeah. the work that comes out, uh, you know, it, new totally. you take totally. take stuff to a new place, a different. And I'm glad that, I'm glad that Georgie was was um, into it. Yeah. So I I I'm excited to be doing stuff with him because I I've been a fan for so long, and I mean he really he really has it together. I, I there were some things that I didn't know until we started to work together. But he really, like, he has his head screwed on right. His, so he's like a I, I production monster. He's, like, yeah, they, they. No, he <laughs> is like, he has, he has his ducks in a row. <laughs> and like I said, there were like aspects of his, his business that I had no idea about um, until we started to work together. And I mean, he's, he's in it to win it. And he's, he's got his shit together for lack of a better phrase. Amen. He's got a fire burning in his tummy. <laughs> he does. He does. And he's like, he does things in the right way, which is, you know, there's a lot of people that don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's always to have good to have friends like that. Um, geez, I don't yes. know which yes. m- which mix to go out with, Jason. So we played the Georgie Jack and House 
what should we do? Uh, which... You should play. You should play. You should play the vocal mix. All right. So that would be. Let's see. All to you, Georgie's house, soulful house, and do, do, do Georgie's jack and house vocal mix. I don't see That's it. It's not here on Kings of Spin. They they only put uh, they they put Glenn's mix. Oh, maybe they did a. I think it's on um, the uh, radio edit, George, Georgie's House Radio. Oh, you know what? Try that one. Try yeah, that one. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's not probably not as long as an intro. It's four minutes and two seconds long. All right, folks. Let's to reiterate. Go download this hot new one from Jason Walker and Georgie Porgy. All to you. Uh, and um, Jason, where do you want folks to follow you on social? You think? Hey, go to my Instagram, the Jason Walker. Go to my Facebook page. Go to um, I'm, I actually am getting on TikTok. Oh. <laughs> my nephew to finally. <laughs> I have to talk to my nephew. He's 13, so that he can, you know, teach you. Show me how to do it right. <laughs> I know it's crazy. All the learning curves. <laughs> Yes. But yeah, I'm on Spotify and all all the places. So, you know, stop by and take them and, you know, leave me a message or something. Let me know what you think. Yes, fabulous. Okay, well, don't be a stranger. You know where we are. Uh, stay warm over hey, there. thanks for always being so supportive. <laughs> I appreciate it, sweetie. You got it, honey. All right, big hugs and happy holidays. You too. You too. Happy holidays to you too. Thank you. Have you have a great one. You too. Bye-bye now. Bye, House of Pride Radio coming at you live from San Francisco. We want to thank you for joining us this week.
You've been listening to House of Pride Radio here live from San Francisco. Please join me, Tweaky Turner, and our cast of fabulous artists next Wednesday for a new edition of House of Pride Radio. Everyone say, stay safe, warm, and happy holidays. AltaCast, zoomed every Wednesday at high noon. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Tebow of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. 
We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, tuned every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch San Francisco, what are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary, for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by Resolute. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento. At tw- and 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento. Delicious tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy. Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside mutinyradio.fm here at 21st and Florida. 7 o'clock for outdoor comedy, socially distanced in the street. And Saturdays, join us at Atlas Cafe SF. 20th in Alabama for Titans of Comedy every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Hey, keep supporting local businesses and comedy here in San Francisco with your friends at Mutiny Radio. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global 
lava markets do continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines. Vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission a leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And 
Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. sticks within and for itself, and as it's all around in the air and in the ground, and in its purity is non-reactive to the ironic core of our planet, or perhaps is very justly the stickiness which is hugely gravimetrical as tons and tons of immeasurable balance both pushing and pulling away, as our life does on these surfaces, the mood is a continuation of a flow of ideas, from the onset offset offshore shoring of its placement drawn up likely just after a globule of immense cohesion first placed from where nearby likely as the likely and likening symmetrical force of the forceries of metal, or perhaps then rock or the trillions of particles and particulars of dirt and the many sands which were to be formed by its thrashing and absorption of vitality for the oceans and its creatures, which were then made into bones and fins to swim about and be about the very place which is life. Blood is a funny substance, sometimes warm and often cold both providing for the creature and both containing the metals from the very undersurfaced earth. The cold has a very self and signaling duty for the non-observation of itself, as protective is life, towards a being which ne'er protects others, but is still serving in the facts of life and thus still available for life to continue justly. Our fish and our snake, both opposite sides of the planet course such a blood and seek themselves a warmth of the provider of others however ironic in these cases which the provider is providing their very lives, including towards each other for the further unfortunate yet pathways justified ecosystem of the unbalanced or perhaps rebalancing of this bit of chaos, as mentioned earlier, which are additionals to chances not discovered initially and thoroughly enough that a creature's start, to encode their messages justly for the equilibrium as designed for them, and so they carry on, and we do. The warmth of this blood, provides for and about and furthering our previous hero, our caterpillar, whose lifetime has been discussed and enjoyed as he and she in fact did their entirety of life and living and carry forward their warmth towards the like and likeness of their kind and in kind others for these processes of continuation of success, which is the forward and backward and still forward thinking and behavior of any creature with a wit to match the planet from an onset and lives very natural way to carry on this motion so back to water. Even in its purity, its electrons spin, and thus it finds its own environment, perhaps against a rock or a trough or a larger body with the sky above it. And I do believe it knows its surface. For the surface is where it changes, and surely even a simple electron knows about change, for that is its very nature, and so they spin in a line, and spin, and because they have the ability to see their proton as larger than life to itself and the other particles within the atom are corollary to the largest portions, which in turn are turned by, consider them the feet like our caterpillar, the atom of water forms its body, as it is known, and this body enjoys electricity as any other, and radios electrical, and warm bodies transmit electricity, and so the water's mood reflects, and reflected as from the sky up for signal and down as well to the other creatures, and even to the electrons embedded in this body, 
and provides for it to be noticed and live and be consumed and move to the places it may find and be found as beauty in the what is needed and enjoyed, and as it's pouring over itself and these ideas, each electron continue to spin like a wheel, motioning one another to be like and liked and in like kind be kind towards those who are also so, and so, is it messaging to procreate, and by procreate I mean to maintain the natural messaging in those moments of electron alignment, and to be picked up and swallowed perhaps into the warmth, where its electrons are yet still more powered on, and as it moves, it carries with it the strong atomic forces of the water it's left behind, and carries on messaging from far away as to whether and whether this is the direction to travel for the benefit of life, or it is at its very center and further the precipitation and cleansing of water to ensure that unliked messages are cleared and that things can begin again for our kind fluidity, in which the sediment is left to the earth and its creatures to notice and further organize a means to signal the lattices of creatures on the positivity which came out of such a precipitous moment, so to quite literally speak. Water of course, does spin around, and as we are always in between in one place or the other, this is also known as the opposite which attracts the ability to move at all, from north to south in fact, at the axis tilted, because otherwise the planet wouldn't spin at all, which is entire basis of life, this slight offset and spin, at an angle, which like a stripe of candy or more precisely the way one might turn and peel an apple or a potato, although in the opposite by means of applying and stripping and reapplying the what is just from the sun as we turn and our beings flock for heat and their behaviors create the need for water to be used and cleansed. It is known that water can do its will, by weather alone so strong that, while man, plant, animal and even mineral, have come in concert to produce such an event, be known that even a vastly apparent destructive force of the strong weathers of water, are made purely to further provide a sort of deployment of itself to further its duties to travel to the what is needed, if even for itself, for the needs of the summation and culmination of all of the rest, although apparent by mass and time, and thus unexpected and large, yet noticed to the point which is hopefully grappled with and planned for our heroes by perceptions future and abilities. Thus water is the ultimate in confidence, and is really only defeated as entrapped by a toxicity of fire plus material, which it spends its origins fighting against, for even far away it's heard its own sizzling screams of the near end to its atomics, and as some escape into vapor, and perhaps are further trapped and embedded with coal in the air, the lesson continues for our fair and just water, and just water plus what is required for life is what we in hence water agree to carry and the arrangements in the skies are like too, with senators as clouds to direct the battle onward and over to never be over, yet and over and over again. Dot. At these stages, with the planet turned inside out by our own ingenuity, and likeness to dig and dig and utilize what we find, and find how to utilize is now what we do, and everything must have a purpose. Despite our true belief that this purpose is to leave what one cannot use, but find and discover and discover for and for another we still do, and pipelines are built because we can use all the oil from one place, and without need we create a need, because it is so fast and so specifically where we found it that it must be gold, we think to ourselves with a greed perhaps, and in actuals because it is so toxic and locked away for reasons we may ne'er discover as it's been plundered and moved about so many times and ingested and fed to our fish, and soils, that water in these stages is locked up in its own cages as it were, and living has become a mockery for our said water, 
and even it may not be heard very far away, as its material time is spent spinning idly from a place without savior. Where water has saved all of us time and time again, the oil is so toxic that it cannot even be ingested as a lucky salad for a fellow, where at least the fats would agree and stay with this man for the lifetime of himself to get to another salad. And yet, while we have a lot of it, water, we have a lot of this crudity as well, and crude as we are to continue and carry it on and over to burn the skies and ground a bit more to get to places and behave like the mode of transport is our usual consumption, our cars become ourselves and our feet, very unlike and unlike to our caterpillar, and creates for us all sorts of wrong signals and directions, where we need to utilize and fix the very signaling onto the vehicle which surely cannot signal him for itself, nor to the trillions of roadways we've trampled with the same petroleum which fuels us. Onto the ground is asphalt, further trapping up water, even as it drops from the skies and is run over time and time again by the slicks of a slick exhaust, again bringing us to nowhere in particular, as is not know the quadrillions of useless messages and interception of said electrochemical messaging we impact and even our light travels to a supermarket, to pick up packaged goods, which in turn were shipped in this fashion. And the planet is cold for those who need it warm, and hot for those that need it temperate, and the water is unbalanced in favor of the favorable whose favors are to transport it with aqueducts and further in plastics and trucks and man-made lakes and the watering of lawns for the good looks of a suburban development designed to look good in the 1950s, and to further separate us from nature, and to provide an interior to an education to continue to do so, and even separate us from cities, while are as well asphalt in construction, at least have the oddity of diversity and diversion to spin oneself in the possibility of a direction to make a change. And in any event, as some have learned and settled, the eventfulness continues, and we slip pieces of paper through the mail to make our choices now, and don't rudimentarily encode them on a leaf, as we're in larger-than-life moments, and in these moments, our belief carries us far. And sadly as belief as an idea without success does not reach a narrow chemical ground encoding, only those who maintain themselves internally may continue for a time, as their materials allow them, without a survivability that is nature, which continues on, however poison the message we have created, and muckery of the signal which is meant both for us and for the all now incredible numbering and organization of instantaneousness to move even a slight bit to the left or right or in fact up and around as well and well understood and continues to be trodden, and our slight caterpillar is hopefully in range for a lifetime of lifetimes and we do, should know that's not enough, and to perpetuate, is simply that, and is ongoing and forever, and so we take this brief in-flight pause, to encourage you to find a direction to move slightly or gently or in kind kind of way to fiddle or faddle not and to, with each step find yourself in the parts which need to spin for others to find others and the monument is your daily activities to do so, and complex is what we've made it and staticity is what has provided our profound need and actual desire to change, and that grappling with the current of water is not likely to reckon well, as in a well, which is both buried and buries man who continue to put water in a bad mood. This has been and continues a continuation of life and living with the proximity of all things known to man in the minds and bodies as available in the retransmission of materials to the planets, spinning ever onwards towards our very likable sun, Aqua Q.
big moon. You're welcome. And today's playlist was handpicked by our special guest today, Evie Xavier, a fellow rainbow sister and comedian. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be interviewing her today. So I'm excited to have her on. Let's, uh, let's bring her up. Phoebe. Hey, what's up, Rick? Oh, you know, just sitting in the Mission District doing this silly radio thing. Oh, yeah, you have to, like, actually go to the studio to do it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, during, co during COVID, it was like uh, radio is essential, so it got to stay open. But because we, uh, like, for a while, it was only the people that were already here that were allowed to be here and a lot of the shows. Uh, people weren't coming in, but that's kind of how I started this show, was I was already, like, in a COVID bubble with Pam, so <laughs> we were just trying to keep the station full of content, and now the show started, so <laughs> I thought cool. it would be fun to kind of archive old Always Free. Oh, yeah, by the way, this is the Always Free podcast. I don't know if I told the audience that. <laughs> I knew that that was done. Yeah. <laughs> Working on those uh, intros. So, what's new with you, Phoebe? Um, so I have a job. Um, I was washing dishes, so now the hostess. Very busy. Well, they're lucky to have you. I'm one of the people being cool. <laughs> Well, it's nice, uh, you know, you, you spend years on the road, so it's cool to hear that you're settling down. Oh, my God, this is the first time I've been on a lease or, like, had a job with, like, taxes on it. Nice. <laughs> You've avoided it that long. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Inspiring. yeah. It took, like, effort to get off the road. Like, on the road long enough. Yeah, it's just, that's the reality, I suppose. So, um, alright, I want to start just talking about Rainbow. I want to ask you a question I ask uh, a lot of the people on the show. What brought you to your first gathering? Um, so, we count, like, um, Rainbow uh, Jump Circles as a gathering, or? Sure, if that's, uh, in your heart, your first one. Sure. I mean, that's my first exposure to, like, people saying this is a rainbow thing. Yeah, well, um, that's what brought you, right? So, yeah, sounds like the correct yeah. answer to me. <laughs> um, so, in La Jolla, uh, Diego, the Black Beach Jump Circle was probably the first rainbow event that I ever attended. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's, like, at the bottom of the cliff, and it's almost like a two-mile hike where you're zigzagging back and forth the cliff. And, um... You're at the beach, there's no uh, road access to the beach, so the top of the road is really a hump, and hundreds of people just every summer. I think I've heard of that. I've never attended myself. How did you find out about it? Uh, I went to a few of Diego for a couple of years, and I talked to people to like, eventually learn about all the biggest parties in the world. Like you do. <laughs> so at this drum circle, that's when you found out about this 
rainbow thing. <laughs> I would have, yeah. The I glorified potluck that we do in the woods. I didn't understand, like, what the hell rain rainbow was or whatever, um, or why they were calling it that. And eventually I met somebody who was casting out flyers for an Arizona uh, 420 pageant or something. And um, so that was the, the first introduction idea that it, this isn't just a Southern California thing. We do it all across the country. So what was your first gathering after that? It was probably the Mexico National in, I think, it's 2008. So it might be 2008. 2008 sounds about right. Oh, no, it was <laughs> Usually we have our rainbow encyclopedia around, but we don't have him today. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're sitting there. Oh, you know, just doing other stuff. I think he's with me today. <laughs> it's the girl show today, right? It's me <laughs> and my friend Phoebe. <laughs> um, how would you describe a rainbow gathering to someone who's never been? Kind of like chaos, but also organization. Um, lots of good food. Probably good <laughs> some really nice people, some really crazy people. <laughs> Probably some women that walk around talking about me. <laughs> Don't talk about me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> the setting is like going to be a national park. Usually very, very beautiful places. Sometimes not livable. I remember um, the Montana National, which is 192, that it snowed on summer solstice. Oh, yeah, I was there. I made pancakes in the snow. And, like, a lot of people who are from places where it doesn't snow or, like, too cold to move. And I'm like, this is this snow bunny's time to shine. <laughs> like, <laughs> made coffee and pancakes, and I'm like, y'all are pussies. <laughs> but it was, like, it, the first time in my life that I've ever experienced, hey, first day of summer, there's two inches of snow on the ground. Oh, yeah. You know what was remarkable to me was I, I noticed that there was these flowers, and then after it snowed, the flowers were still there. And I just know, like, usually a frost will kill them, and I'm like, these are some resilient flowers. <laughs> Don't yeah, mind Montana the crazy, crazy Montana weather. Yeah, Montana is tough when it comes to snow. Yeah. I definitely, I woke up with my tent collapsed on me from the snow. It wasn't even my tent. It was a tent someone was letting the squad in because they, <laughs> they were in town. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, So, wait. I camped up by um, Shining Light. It was. I was in between Shining Light and uh, Magic uh, Bowl, Magic Bowl. Uh, uh, they were calling that gathering. Okay, yeah, I have an idea where that was. Well, I was kind of just floating around, but that's where the abandoned tent was. <laughs> I was squatting <laughs> in. <laughs> after I wasn't, uh, uh, after the cops found out people were in the cabin. I don't know who those people were in those cabins, but that's what they told me. And then I was like, oh shit, I need to find somewhere else to sleep. Not that I knew who was there. Um, I think there were uh, like abandoned mines. Yeah, yeah, I saw them. That's where I saw a bunch of undercover cops roll in. It was crazy. So I drove up into that that section of the forest once. I had a huge rock thrown at me by a bunch of people. 
food or advice. Is this a Wapaka from Boulder? Go up with us and take us I just want to totally take a swing at it. I just go up rocks. Like, when I say rocks, it's like the volleyball. Yay. That's uh, taking the wing nuttery a step away from, a step further from talking to trees. <laughs> Throwing them. Um, like, that's not how you stack rocks, brother. <laughs> never seen your Madagascar before. Well, that's probably good then. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about this project you've been working on. Uh, oh, your okay, comic yeah. book? So I'm, I'm here tonight to promote a um, Halloween anthology comic book called 13 Pages. And it is seven stories. Pages. Really, really cool team that has been working with me here. Um, and we're trying to raise $2,400 for Kickstarter.com. You can go to Kickstarter and look up 13 Pages Halloween Anthology. Um, Kickstarter.com, look up Halloween Anthology. 13th Moon Halloween Anthology. Okay, 13th Moon Halloween yeah. Anthology. Kickstarter.com. I think we were up to like $1,044 when I called you guys. Well, you yeah, still have, have a long like way to go. Uh, can you give us a little, uh, a little taste of what it's about? Get us interested? Oh my god. So much fun. Okay, so there's like four, like I said, um, seven different stories. There's so some of them are four pages long, three or four of them are five pages long. One of them is a single page. Um, but the main story is the cover story, and it is about Lucy, who is one of the devil's daughters. She has been locked in hell for forever. She can't find her way to escape. Teams up with this heavy metal band, and um, it's really, really She's a guitarist herself. That one is actually a comedy book. Um, the rest of the other six tales are more like horror, morbid type of things. But Lucy and the Gang is her take. Um, and so, okay, Chris McSully, who colored half the book, he is an Irishman who lives in Canada these days. He's probably the most amazing professional comic artist that I work with. The one piece of real publication. And he's done coloring for 2000 AD. He's done some coloring for Marvel. He's done some coloring for Todd McFarlane. Stephanie Schwarzman, who is a, a professional person. But, um, has a story that's called Dracula, the Lord of the Dead. And because Chris made an arrangement with, um, I'm pronouncing this right, but Dacre, D-A-C-R-E, Dacre, who is heir to the Illuminati, from what I understand. So, um, the, the way Graham Stoker's work and, and his 
groceries probably maybe even worked for the rest of the summer um her her family in ohio family is from spain whenever someone has like actually a place associated with the country apparently really cool and our dracula is canada or like vancouver I mean, I know generations later, but, like, our Dracula is in Canada. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Cool cultural history. <laughs> yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, I didn't even know until Seth told me this, that Bram Stoker was an actor. And uh, I learned more about him through his writing and his acting. Also amazing. 